Hello, welcome to the seventh episode of The Register. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. We're back again. Hopefully you're not sick of listening to our opinions on things because that's <laughs> what we do here. So just our hot takes on uh, some some albums we've been listening to. So it's been going good so far. We've in The last couple weeks we've um, talked about at the drive-in how they broke up and then they split into the Mars Volta, which we covered one of their albums on the last podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the other half, which is Sparta. Uh, Sparta was formed in 2001 after the breakup of At The Drive-In. Of course, they come from El Paso, Texas. That's where all the other guys are from. Um, Their sound is a post-hardcore alternative rock sound. Um, Not as hardcore, but a lot more artsy, I would say. A lot more use of like delays and things like that. A little bit on the shoegaze side in some parts of the album. I have a question. Okay. What are delays in music? Delay? Like a delay? What does that mean? Like It literally delays like the signal. You can set it from to where you have a long stretched out delay or really short where it like repeats the same note over and over. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh... This, the album we're going to talk about is uh, Wiretap Scars. It came out in 2002, and it had two singles on the album, uh, Cut Your Ribbon, which is the first song, and Air, which is the second song. So that's pretty cool. You don't typically see that a mm-hmm. lot, I don't yeah. think. Um, but, again, before I give my uh, thoughts on this album, uh, did you like this album? No, it wasn't no? my favorite. Not at all? No. No, there was a couple songs I like, but um, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Is it like his voice or any particular thing you didn't like about it? Um, I don't know. I just, I wasn't a fan of it. Like I said, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But it's not something that I would be like, oh my God, I have to listen to this. Huh. Like when you told me about Turnstile, yeah. I'm still listening to them. Yeah, yeah. But the, I don't think that I would re-listen to this album cool mm-hmm. um when i first heard it uh it must have been 2002 2003 something like that but we were driving around my friend's car and he was playing it and i was like oh man what's this and then found it you know mm-hmm. i was like oh well i know at the drive-in and mars volta and everything and see i prefer at the drive-in and okay. mars volta to, to definitely me- mars volta to sparta a lot of this album sounds like at the drive-in to me. Mm. Like the, I like a lot of it. I don't know the, the guitar parts, and then of course um, the way he sings. I mean, he did a lot of the backing vocals, and that, I mean that's just his sound. But yeah, uh, I'm like a couple songs in particular. I'm like, man, that sounds like at the drive-in. Mm. But so, needless to say, when I found this album, um, there was a point to where it just stayed in my car, like in the CD player. I just listened to it all the time, and. I don't know if it's just it's attached to like things that were going on in my life or whatever, but it was the first house I moved into, like out of my parents' house. I was on my own. I was, uh, you know, I started like drinking alcohol and just doing different things like that. And uh, I don't know, maybe it just hit a certain spot. I was gonna say, I see how that it would be like 
something that's like you know important it was at like a, a pivotal time in your life yeah so yeah like 19 years old like you have a lot going on at 19 oh, especially yeah. when you're living on your own you know i wasn't in college or anything i had two jobs um i lived with three other dudes in this giant house and like i remember other stuff i was listening to at that moment like of course afi or one of my all-time favorite bands but um Taking Back Sunday was pretty huge right then. Like yeah. their first album was out, mm-hmm. and Brand News like first and second album were out, and I was I kind of got into that kind of sound, and um, like a Treyu's like second album I think Suicide mm-hmm. Note and Butterfly Kisses was out. I, was I always forget about them. Yeah, then yeah, I won't say anything. Um, but this just kind of hit different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I really got into it. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's just get right on into it. Uh, the first song and first single on the album, um, Cut Your Ribbon. I think that just like all the other albums that we talked about, like the first song is so important. Mm-hmm. That's literally like, well, when you have an album, that's the first song you listen to. Yeah. Nowadays, you can pick and choose what song. But um, Cut Your Ribbon, like his voice is just unique. He's got this same kind of like tone he uses like throughout his singing and i feel like this song really grabs your attention right away and um i like it i like it a lot um did you like this song at all i didn't hate it um i thought it was kind of different from the rest Mm. of the album it seemed more aggressive yeah it was like an aggressive start to the album compared to what i thought yeah uh, all the other songs were that that's kind of why i said like um like, this song is like, hey, can I have your attention, please? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to play the rest of these songs. That's kind of ha- how I see it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's really good. It's something I can go back and listen to. I watched the music video to it. Yeah. And the music video was, I, I liked the music yeah. video. I thought it was really cool it how is. they're, you know, it's about like drunk driving. He thinks yeah. he hit the girl. Yeah. And then it was kind of scary because at one point, it's like she's like laying in his bed, uh-huh. like under the covers. And then like, when the lead singer, the guy who hit the girl, is uh-huh. at the bar, and the lead singer is like in his face, that yeah. was a little scary. Yeah, but I I did like the music video. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it is. I liked it too. I watched it, rewatched it recently as I was like looking into this album, and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. They got a couple videos. Um, I believe Air, the second song on the album, has a video too. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Air. It's the second song on the album. Uh, like I said, like after the first song, like me we have your attention please they they go right into this song and i think it's an excellent song um apparently it's about at the drive-in and how the music industry like failed them mm-hmm. and uh like how at the drive-in kind of lost creative control and essentially broke up the band mm-hmm. because of the drug use and alcohol like i guess people couldn't agree and like any other artist um they wanted to choose the direction that right. like, this band was going in, but you know that happens a lot. Uh, once you give up creative control, like I mean, you're not the band anymore. You're the music industry's band, right. like whatever label you're on or whatever. Uh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I probably like this one the most on the album. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how this album, too, it's got a, since it does have all the delays and things like that, it kind of feels, like, spacey at Mm -hmm. some points. Like, if you close your eyes, you can kind of feel like you're just kind of, like, drifting Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. All right, so the third song, 
I guess it's pronounced my. That's it's what I thought. M Y E. Yeah. Um, it's got a really nice groove to it, and it has it like a sing along chorus. Uh, I think it's, it refers back to the second song, how when they broke up, but now they're like, okay, this band's gonna make it. Like we're gonna do our thing, what we want, and that's kind of what this album like is about, I believe. Like. Yeah, because in the lyrics it says, uh, this time, this time I'll get it right. You can't defend it. It's predetermined. So, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Man, I just like how he sings that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think they're really good at getting their point across, and I just like his vocal style, like, a lot. I was not a fan of this one. I don't, I... Yeah, this was my least favorite song on the album. I don't know why, it just, uh... Was it my, my style? I guess or yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, that's all right. It is. It ha- you know it happens. You can't like everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on to the fourth song, uh, "Collapse." Um, I really like this song too. I think it's an excellent song. It gives off like shoegaze vibe to me. Uh, you know, I think it sounds beautiful, and I don't know, but this could go either two ways. Maybe more. I don't know. This is what I think. But I think it could be like struggles with alcohol, maybe, mm-hmm. or even questioning religion at some points. Um, you know, cap uh, capsized the tall tale. Um, let's see. And then like the this other part, this whole section, like to set it down you'll set it down. I think it's referring to like a bottle of booze. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Um, this one wasn't too bad. Um, it kind of made me sad, but like, and it like brought me down a notch after like the third song, but not in a bad way, in a good way. Yeah. I thought it was like a nice spot for that song on the album to yeah. kind of break everything up. I do like how this album flows. Mm-hmm. I, I probably say that a lot and I know a lot of thought goes into it. Um, with these kinds of bands, but I think it just flowed together like really well. Yeah, because it was. I I thought it was an excellent spot for the song, mm-hmm. because you you know you're like all hyped up from the third song, and then all <laughs> of a sudden you're just like down on the fourth song, but yeah. not in a bad way. Right, right. That's funny that you you mentioned that. Um, I have a song that makes me feel sad too. That's mm-hmm. on this album, but it, it comes later on. Let's see. Oh, the fifth song. Um, Sans Cosm? I think, yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorites, I think. Um, as I've been listening to this album over the past couple weeks, um, I've gravitated towards this song like the most. I really like the guitar parts. Um, this guy's really good at writing melodies, and they're really great at like uh, dynamics, meaning um, loud to soft, soft to loud, mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, yeah, so these guys are, are really good with the dynamics, like really grabbing the listener's attention. Um, I'm not sure, but I kind of believe this is this song's about the turmoil and at the drive-in, and uh, I feel like a lot of these songs are about that because it's recent. I mean, they they formed like right after the breakup, pretty much, and this album came out a year after they formed, so he, he had a lot of time to stew and write yeah. about it, get his thoughts out. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, but anyway, let's move on to the next song. Um, Light burns clear. Uh, 
pretty straightforward song, cut and dry. Um, it just seems like a sour relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because of, uh, hold on, what's it say? Talks about the rings, throwing the yeah. rings and like painting it black and yes. uh, stuff like that. Um, it's pretty simple. It's straightforward. Maybe about a girlfriend, wife, uh, fiance. I don't know. I thought this song was weird. Yeah. Uh, the music, too loud oh, yeah. for the lyrics. Yeah. And also the spoken words. Oh, yeah, spoken word. Don't like uh, those. No, no. Like we, yeah. Uh, sometimes we can give them a pass. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Davey Habit gets a pass for me in spoken words, but that's honestly probably the only time I can get behind it. And I'm not even really behind it. I'm just more okay with it. Yeah. I do like um, La Dispute, if you've ever heard them. Mm-mm, Maybe we'll listen to an album. It's not, it is spoken word, but it's like the way they do it, it doesn't, I don't know. It's kind of a mix. Okay. But well, it's cool. Yeah, we'll have to cover them because maybe I'll be more yeah. open to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the seventh song, Cataract. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this song. Um, this is the one that I was talking about earlier. Uh, this makes me feel like someone broke up with me. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't have a breakup. I'm like, yeah. why do I feel sad? Like, you know, this has nothing to do with me, but it made me feel that way. Even last night when I was re-listening to it, I was like, why do I feel like this? <laughs> like someone hurt my feelings. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a fight in a relationship, and I guess I just don't like that. Yeah, um, I thought I thought I was gonna like this song. When it first started playing with like the little intro mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was like, you know what, I'm probably gonna like this. But the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, okay, well this is, you know, sad. Yeah. And not not a good sad for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I think that's what I was trying to say as well. It's just not a good sad. Uh, but maybe that speaks volumes for the song. You, you could be right. You know like, that like, you actually feel bad yeah, while listening to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, eighth song, um, Red Alibi. Um, I kind of got the feeling that they were talking about maybe a lover being unfaithful. Uh, I really like the song. Um, again, I feel like every song just like has its spot on the S album. And mm-hmm. like this is where this song needed to be like, in the album. I, uh, this one was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, I really liked the chorus. I thought it had a super catchy chorus. Uh Um, but that's probably about as far as I got. That's cool. Liking it. Yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, you can't, I can't like them all. No, 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 no. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Um, by the way, I'm doing the majority of choosing these albums we listen to. So they might be more my flavor than mm-hmm. Blake's. Um, but she's listening to him and she's giving her honest thoughts as, as am I. And I'm re-listening to stuff that I haven't listened to in a long time. Like before I started listening to this again a couple weeks ago, um, it had been like years. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to revisit for me. Well, I knew I knew who Sparta was. Like uh-huh. I'd heard the name before, but I really don't think I'd li- ever listen to any of their music. Yeah, they've got a few albums, and they had a couple of hiatuses. And I think I read that they're a couple of them 
do tour with like a like a, a rented drummer per mm-hmm. se. Um, so they're still out there doing their thing. That's good. Yeah. The ninth song on the album, uh, third from last, uh, RX Coop. Uh, kind of a play on words there. Uh, it's a catchy song for sure. Uh, true to their sound, these guys have a sound. Yeah. And every song you know it's theirs. Yeah. And uh, this one is apparently about being homeless. I think that's he he's made that announcement like before they start the song. Um I don't know if it's about homeless friends or if he was homeless and like um staying in his car. Oh wow. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but that's kind of well, I mean he said that live, so I mean I guess that's what it's about, but you can kind of see it in the lyrics too. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can. Now that you you've told me that, it makes more sense. Uh like these rail lines drown in fear in the dark days, yeah. uh, hunger's free. Yeah, I yeah. can definitely see that. Yeah. Now. Pretty interesting how uh, a lot of this stuff, like the like poetry and writing, um, it's it's cool to see how people can say things without saying them. Yeah, that's what's so interesting to me about lyrics is instead of just "Hey, I'm homeless," it's yeah. in the dark days, hunger's free. Yeah, that's cool. And it's you're deep. like, oh, homeless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not being homeless, but the way yeah. he writes the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... okay, that's wasn't that funny. Sorry. No, no. I mean, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay though. Um, all right, second to last song, uh, "Glass House Tarot." I like the title. I did too. I really like the name of the song, or yeah. the ti- Yeah, the title of the song. Yeah, and I believe this is also fact. Um, this song is about someone close to you that's dying or has died. Well, that's sad. It is. Um, you know, I'm glad you're here to tell me what these songs are about because sometimes I don't get it. It just goes straight over my head. Like, I would not have known that this was about someone dying. I didn't know either. I had to do some little bit of research and mm-hmm. um, seen some comments that people have made themselves and... Uh, they heard this coming straight out of his mouth, you know. Oh, hey, cool. this next song's about this and blah blah blah. But I really like this song. Um, I think this is one of the more powerful songs on the entire album. I like it a lot. Yeah, this one, the lyrics, uh it doesn't sound sad and it doesn't make you sad, but the lyrics are sad. Yeah. Yep. Um I wasn't really a fan. No? No. I could I couldn't get into this one. I don't know. I like it, but again, uh, it makes me think about 19-year-old Caleb, and I'm 38 now, so yeah, that was a long time ago, 20 years ago. Nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgic. (laughs) All right, last song on the album, and this is where it got kind of weird, and I had to, like, look into this, and this may be right. This may be complete bullshit, but uh, seems right. Um well, Echodyne har- harmonics or Echodine harmonic. Yeah. Uh, super cool piano part, I do want to say. That to me came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because was there any other piano on the album? Uh, There may have been small parts, but this like stood out as like a main part yeah. in the song. Um, 
his voice can be super raw and aggressive, but then it can be like really smooth and clean, just like he um, he does on this song. I like that a lot. Now here's where it gets. Here's the weird part. Okay. So apparently it's based on a book by um, was it Zechariah Stitchin? I could be really butchering that name, but oh. I don't know. But it's about um, the twelfth planet and how these people on this or beings on this twelfth planet have enslaved us, living on planet Earth to harvest gold to fix the atmosphere on planet Twelve. It's a real book. Is that like is that like like a, f- a fiction book or is this like a real no, conspiracy? No, this guy. Theory? Yeah, it's like real. This guy wrote books about it. Wow, um, that's cool. I forget what year this was, like when they were supposed to come back, uh, but I want to say it was like 2012. I could be wrong on that too. I should have written it down, but it was really interesting. That's I haven't cool. read the book, but I was like, what? I kind of want to read the book now. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Look into it. It's easily accessible. I f- it was everywhere when really? I was looking it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, this guy's got some really crazy thoughts or interesting thoughts, not yeah. crazy. Sorry. That's okay. But. Overall, uh, I really, really like this album. Um, I can listen to it all the time. Uh, I just like it. I don't know. I, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate it personally? Uh, like a 3. What, 3 out of 10? Yeah. I just, I wasn't a fan. I don't know yeah. if, and it's not to say that they he's a bad singer or they're bad musicians. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Oh, no, we're not, not saying that at yeah, all. Yeah, not by any means. I just... Um, I don't know. wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Wasn't, couldn't get into it. So I'm gonna have to say uh, it gets a solid like seven and a half, eight out of ten for me. Oh, that's high. Like, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just something about it. Like I said, but um, I, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, that is that, and that's Sparta Wiretap Scars. Thanks for listening. Bye.